Welcome to the Be Great 8-Man Football Coaching Podcast. This podcast is dedicated to the 8-Man Football Coaching community. I'm your host, Scott McCarty. Here we discuss scheme, program building, team culture, and building and spreading the game of 8-Man Football. This podcast is brought to you by Anywhere Apparel. Are you looking for custom screen printed and embroidered gear for your team, coaches, and fans? Contact Anywhere Apparel. That's Anywhere, A-N-Y-W-E-A-R Apparel. We have access to all the great brands and items that will have your team looking their best. We are a locally owned small business that works with teams, businesses, and individuals. Next time you need custom apparel, make Anywhere Apparel your go-to. Contact Anywhere Apparel at art.anywhereapp at gmail.com. That's A-R-T dot A-N-Y-W-E-A-R-A-P-P at gmail.com or on the phone at 319-385-1763. Today's guest on the Be Great podcast is Coach Carl Thorpe of Newman Catholic in Wausau, Wisconsin. Coach Thorpe will be entering his 24th year as a football coach and his seventh year of eight-man football. Coach played at D.C. Everest High School in Schofield, Wisconsin, which is a suburb of Wausau. Since joining eight-man in 2017, Newman Catholic has gone 61-2. and They have won state championships in 2021 and 2022. They were the runner-up in 2019. Since Coach started at Newman, they broke a 46-game losing streak in 2003, Made the WIAA playoffs for the first time in 2008. First playoff win in 2010. Five of his seven teams between 2008 and 2014 were playoff teams. For the last three seasons, his team have led Wisconsin 8-man in takeaways and tied for a state lead in all classes in 2017 and 2019. Last year, they allowed 5.9 points per game and only 220 or 202 total rushing yards with 42 takeaways. They've had 11 shutouts in the last two seasons. That is as dominant of a defense as I have heard. Those are video game numbers. Uh, Please help me in welcoming Coach Thorpe to the podcast. Coach, thanks for coming on. Thanks, Coach, for having me. This is this is really cool, man. Yeah, those as I read those numbers, and I've you know I've practiced that intro, and of course I fumbled through it, but you know (laughs) um, the those numbers they just jump off the page, and we're we're going to get into that. I I really look forward to that. But uh, man, you guys are doing something right up there. That's for sure. Um, so like I, I start with everybody, you know, as a football coach, we always want to try and make an impact on our, on young people's lives. And, uh, somebody had to make an impact on you. Um, you know, who is, you know, one or two guys that help or people that help get you to where you are right now? Sure. Yeah. Um, so I was fortunate enough to play for, uh, when DC Everest, when I was there in high school, it was kind of a, kind of a powerhouse in, in Wisconsin. It's uh, D one, which is the biggest division in Wisconsin. Um, coach Steph. Wayne Steffenhagen um, is a, is a WFCA hall of famer. He's in the national coaches hall of fame. Um, he's got five state titles in Wisconsin, uh, one state runner up. I was a junior the, the year we were runners up. Um, we ended up losing on a last second field goal, which was, which is heartbreaking, but uh, you know, that silver ball is still pretty nice. Um, and uh, he coached from, I believe it was 1981 to 2010. And he is, I mean, he's a guy that you just can't help, but, you know, pick stuff up from and kind of try to copy him. Um, we were fortunate enough at Newman the year after he retired. So in 2011, he came over and coached with us for a year, actually, which was really cool because I spent that year just trying to soak in as much from him as I could, you know, just trying to learn stuff about, you know, how to make practice better and how to make, you know, fundamental teaching better and, and you know, how to prepare and all of that kind of stuff and picking up little bits and pieces of different schemes and whatnot. And, and that was that was one of the coolest things that I've ever gone through as a, as a coach was to be with him for a year after being under him for 
you know, the, the couple of years I was on varsity there. So that was, that was really terrific. He's a, he's a, he's a great, he was a great guy. He actually, um, unfortunately just passed away a couple of years ago. I'm sorry to um, hear that coach. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a sad, they had a very, a very beautiful uh, ceremony for him on his, on his football field. The field at Everest is named after him. Um, it's, it's, it was a wonderful ceremony and, and, um, you know, like I said, just being around him was, was great and, and getting to play for him, obviously a, a great experience. Um, so he'd probably be the biggest one. And then the other one I, I, I take a ton from is, uh, the guy that I'm coaching with now at, at Newman, uh, Paul Micklick, he's the head coach. Um, he has been the head coach there. He started in 2002 as the head coach. So a year before I joined the varsity program, he was a defense coordinator there for a year before. And he's actually a Newman grad. He graduated in 90, God, I hope I don't screw this up. 96, I think was his graduating year. So he's been with that program basically his whole life. And, and, um, you know, when he took over, it was like you said in the, in the, in the intro, we were in the middle of a 46 game losing streak. Um, and you know, the program was very close to not being a program anymore. Um, yeah. But he, he managed to, you know, get us out of there somehow. And we ended up snapping that streak. The last game of that 2003 season, um, we had a one in overtime. As a matter of fact, on an extra point, we had a, a freshman kicker kick the game winning extra point, which, you know, we've had a couple of great celebrations after, you know, state <laughs> games the last couple of years, but let me tell you, that one was right up there, you know? Um, yeah. That's what I was just thinking. That one probably was a bigger celebration than the state titles. It, it, you know, for us at the time, it really was because we had yeah. you know, our fan. It was a road game, and our fans came and stormed the field. And oh, cool! I mean, it was it was really it was really an amazing atmosphere. Um, but you know, just the the work that Coach Micklick's put in to 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 making this this group better and making this program better. Um, there's not a guy on the face of the earth that cares more about Newman football than him, and uh, he is the reason we had all this all the success right now. And and I'm very fortunate that. I've been able to work for with him for 20 some years. Um, we've become real close. Uh, he's actually standing up my wedding this, this summer. Um, and, uh, he's, he's one of my closest friends now. And, and, you know, it's, it's, it's just amazing that, that we've had this journey together, you know, the ups and downs and everything that we've been through and everything that we've accomplished and seen. And it's, it's been great to just pick up, pick up, you know, little tidbits from him on how to handle yourself and how to, uh, you know, how to reach kids. He's got such a great relationship with all of our kids um, you know, that's, that's something I, I try to take from him and emulate from him is how to connect even better with, with all the kids that we have. Absolutely. And, and it makes coaching that much easier when, when you have somebody that you like spending time with and those kind of things, you know, like you said, you built such a great relationship. He's going to be in your wedding. Um, you know, that makes yeah. going to practice really enjoyable. Um, it does, it does. And we're headed, we're headed down to, to Madison tomorrow for the Wisconsin coaches clinics. So all right, spend a couple of days down there getting, you know, learning stuff and having some fun and, and getting better. Absolutely. Well, let's dive right into this defense. Um, yeah. As, as I, as we talked about those numbers, um, you know, something as I was, like I said, I was watching some film, you were kind enough to share some with me. And um, you know, what I noticed is, is most coaches, um, you know, they preach physicality and, and your kids. Um, the one thing I really noticed was just the relentless aggression. I think those were the two words that came to mind. Um, I don't know if that's how you describe your team, but they're just the, that's a good the, way to every, do it, yeah. every snap um, they were just flying, you know, like I said, everybody teaches or preaches physicality. Your, I thought your team lived it. You know, you, everybody preaches, get multiple helmets to the ball. I thought you mm -hmm. guys live that, you know, takeaways. And I mean, all of that, I guess I was just very impressed how like hyper aggressive yet not out of control your, right. your group was there. So my question, I guess is, is what is that mindset on day one? 
um, you know, that, okay, guys, we're going to be this defense. You know, how do you describe that defense? What do you want your kids to buy into? You know, that mindset, you know, how do you get that or, you know, goals or something along the lines to get such a, or, you know, to achieve such dominance on the defensive side of the ball? Sure. Well, let me kind of preface this all by saying um, our senior class this, this past season was incredibly special. Um, we, that group um, has been together forever. We had 10 seniors this year, which is a, which is a big number yeah, for A-man, nice. obviously. Um, and actually every starter on offense was a senior this year. For the most part, we had one, we had one sophomore that got a couple of starts on offense and then was one of, one of our linebackers, but everybody else that played really was a senior. So we had, we were, we were very experienced. We were very, um, you know, we had seniors playing, which is obviously what you want. Right. Um, and that group, had had a had a work ethic and, a, and an attitude of an determination that was unmatched by any group that we've had in the 20 some years that I've been there. Um, so that that's a big part of that. Um, those those kids, um, they developed that within themselves over the years. That group when they were in eighth grade, they went oh six and one. Um, they got and they got manhandled. I mean, it was yeah. it was ugly. It was very ugly. And they put the time in in the weight room and put the time in at speed camps and other football camps and whatnot. And they, you know, they got themselves better. So, and I think that attitude of being aggressive and relentless, like you said, that comes with that and, and seeing success kind of just builds that, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do preach that. I mean, one of the things that we talk about all the time in film session is, is, and you said it, I want more hats to the ball. I always want, you know, as many guys on the tackles we can get. I want it to be difficult to figure out who made the tackle because there's so many guys there. Yep. Um, and we have, we're, we're blessed with some, we, this past year, especially we're blessed with some pretty good athletes so they can get there quicker and they can, you know, the, the quickness off the ball on some of those guys is, is, is I haven't, we haven't had kids that quick off the ball before, especially up front. Um, you know, so I think that that all plays into it, but we definitely do preach being aggressive. And you said a key point is that they're not over aggressive. I mean, mm-hmm. a couple of years ago, one of our defensive ends, um, would shoot in the backfield and be five yards in the backfield and run by everything. We had to, we had to figure out a way to get him to kind of temper himself and say, yeah, you can get off the ball that quick, but you better be a yard and a half in the backfield. And that's it. Right. Um, so it's, 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 you know, taking advantage of that, taking advantage of the athleticism and, and, you know, just, just keep preaching it that you got to be disciplined. I mean, if you're going to be aggressive, that's wonderful, but you got to be disciplined. Yeah. And I think that's, that's the biggest part of it is the discipline. Yeah. Um, so, you know, with those numbers, 11 shutouts, like a shutout in eight man football is incredible. Um, you yeah. know, then to have 11 in two seasons and only 200 yards rushing, um, you know, I assume I I'm, I'm just assuming here. Um, that's not your goal. Day one, you go, okay, guys, we're only going to give up 200 yards rushing, right? No. That's, that's no. not, that's, it's not something that's real. Uh, that's not a realistic goal. So what, what is it that you, you challenge your kids um, to do? Is it what you just, is that what you talk about every day is, you know, get your helmets to the ball, be disciplined, um, you know, and then when it comes to it, like you start challenging your guys, Hey guys, it's third quarter. We haven't given up any points. Let's keep, mm-hmm. the, you know, put on the gas here, you know, like how do you keep that as a challenge for your guys or, you know, the, the mindset, the, the one play at a time, um, you know, kind of go through that, how you, you keep it. I don't, I, I don't know. You know, you just keep it so uh, competitive, I guess, for your kids. Sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. Go, go off that, please. So there's a couple of things that I think, kind of feed into that number one is um when we practice our, our practices i think are a little they're a little different than the kind of attitude we had when we were in 11 man even um defensively we don't have our kids it's in large group sessions and in, in team sessions we don't have our kids go 
full blast because it doesn't do or it doesn't do anybody any good for a D line to blow up our JV offensive line. And, and that doesn't, cause you don't, I mean, nothing happens. It does nobody good. Doesn't do anybody developmentally good on the offensive side of the ball. So we right. just, we just don't do that. We tell them you take your first few steps as hard as you can and to make sure you're going to the right spot. Make sure your hand placement on your, on your man is where it needs to be. Make sure you're keying the right guy. Make sure you're not getting sucked in or away from your, 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 your duty on each play. Um, and I think that's when we started focusing on that in practice, I think that's really helped our discipline and it's really helped our, our, our mindset is, you know, as far as being in the right spot and being where you have to be. Um, as far as goals go, yeah, we don't, we, we don't set out to, to, you know, not allow any rushing yards. We have, um, obviously that's what we want because our, our number right. one thing for our defense is stop the run. Everything we do is we're, we're game planning to stop the run. And I think, I, I, I'm not sure. I've watched a little bit of you, your guys' football down in Iowa and, and whatnot. Up here, it's it's still pretty run centric. Any man, mm-hmm. I think most teams most teams are trying to run the football. There's a few that want to go and you know that'll pass probably 40 times a game, but n- not many. And w- the ones that right. do aren't necessarily great at it. I don't think. Right. Um, they're doing it. I think because they got athletes and that's their best shot. Yep. Um, we we want to stop the run and everything we do is, is, you know, scheme wise and fundamental wise is make sure we stop the run first. Um, as far as like goals go, we, yeah, I, we have kind of eight goals that I, that I like to, to kind of push, not push the kids towards. Right. Um, and I, I can tell you number one, the first yeah. one is rushing yards. Uh, we want to give up under 125 rushing yards per game. Um, now I think I, I've kind of toyed with that number in the past. I, sometimes I think it's too high. Sometimes I think it's too low. Um, but I feel that's about 30, it's about 30 yards a quarter when you get right down to it. And I feel yeah. like that's pretty, that's pretty solid. If you can yeah. hold a team, you know, that's maybe a first down a quarter and, and whatnot. So that's, that's where we sit is under 125 yards rushing per game. Um, I believe the most we gave up this year was 63 in a game. Um, that was one of our playoff games. So, um, so that, that, we were successful in all, yep. all, you know, all year. Uh, number two is third and fourth down conversions. Uh, two and three, it should be. Uh, third down conversions, we want to be under 25% on third down conversions. So get off the field. Um, you know, the, the less you're on the field, the less bad stuff that can happen to you. Defensively, right, right. You know? um, we were 20 for 98 in third down conversions. So we allowed 20, about 20% of our third down conversions, which is below where we want to be. So that's good. Fourth down conversions, we want to be at under 15%. That's more of a season goal, really, because if you give up one during a game, you're you're, you're pretty right. much away from that. But we were one for 26 in fourth down conversions this year. Wow. We gave up one fourth down conversion, and it was in the state semifinal game. We actually had the kid behind the line on a – they ran basically a wedge with the quarterback, and we had a kid wrap him up and didn't hold on, and we didn't flow to the ball. So that stuff we talked about didn't go into effect, and the kids wiggled free and got a first down. So, you know, um, but otherwise we were great on fourth down. Uh, number four is at least three takeaways per game. Um, and that's one I think that we probably bring up the most because it, I think that's the one that can turn the game the most is taking the ball away. Um, I, I go over that one every, every pre game, you know, when I talk to the defense, say three takeaways per game and it's gotten to the point now where the kids on the sideline, we get a pick. I'm here. Hey coach, that's one coach. That's two, you know, yep. they, they, they yep. know and they're, they're repeating it and they're, they're hearing it. So I think that helps as you build towards the, excuse me, it's the future. And like I said, we had 40, we had 42 takeaways this year. So we were definitely successful on yeah. that one. Uh, number five is uh, at least four dead drives per game. And what we call dead drives is anything where there's no first down and no touchdown. 
So if it's a three and out, a four and out, um, a takeaway, whatever the case is, we want at least four of those per game. And we we had 78 of them all year. Uh, so wow. that was, we, we would have met our goal. I think four was the yeah. lowest we had in a game. So that we were good on that one. Uh, number six is the one that I think we have the hardest time with. And I think that's probably true of most defenses. No big plays allowed over 20 yards. That, you know, we all know eight man's kind of geared towards big plays a little bit. And, and that one's the toughest one. We gave up 20 plays of over 20 yards this year, which is obviously 20 more than we want to give up. Um, and we, we take a look at those or I, you know, make sure we are studying those to make sure we see what's going wrong. Mm-hmm. Why we gave up those plays, why, you know, what happened? Were we not in the right spot? Did we miss a tackle? Whatever the deal was. Um, number seven is less than eight missed tackles per game, which is, I think another tough one to, to, to maybe, to maybe achieve. We were actually, that's the one that we didn't, that's another one we didn't really achieve. We were 8.2 average per game. So we just above our, our goal. Um, but we, we had two of them where we missed 18 and two of them where we missed 12. So we had a couple of really bad ones yep. uh, that drove that average up, but you know, and that includes the JV stuff too, but you know, they're part of the team. They're part of the win. They're part of the shutout. They're part of right. the, they're part of the final scores so that, you know, they, they count. Um, and then number eight, the last one is no quick scoring drives. And that's a, any drive that's three plays or less. And it doesn't matter if it's a three play 90 yard drive or a three play three yard drive. We don't want them scoring in three plays or less, you know, Yep. If you're going to score on us, you're going to work for it. Yep. And we had, we gave up five of those all year. So we were pretty solid there as well. Wow. So those are, the, those are kind of the goals that we really push, like the, the measurable goals, I should say. Yep. Yep. That we push. Yeah, no, so, I, I like that's Those are awesome things. Me and my defensive coordinator are going to have a little chat after this about, about those. And, and, and I think it's all relative really to um, how your team plays, but I think those mm-hmm. KP, those, those indicators, um, you know, you make a measurable for yourself and your team. You know, I think those right. are really good areas to attack. I appreciate that. I kind of want to circle back to what you were talking about on team defense. Um, you said your your guys take like a couple steps. Are you talking just your D line, like two steps, or everybody two steps? Yeah, or, I should you know, clarify just that. Yeah, it's just it's just the D line. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, or or if, or if we run like a blitz with a linebacker or something, I don't want them firing right. and you know, messing up everything for, for everybody else on the defense. Yep. So yeah, okay. anybody going into the line of scrimmage, basically it's, it's two or three steps and you're not stopping. You're still playing your gap, but you're not, you're not, I don't want you throwing a kid around. I don't want you, you know, running yep. around somebody, just make sure you do your job, get your hand placement where it needs to be and then get in your gap. And if it comes your way, make sure you get to the outside, do whatever you got to do to, you know, to do your job. But you know, we, okay. we're, we're, that's more of a mental thing. We get physical in our small groups, but Yep. Um, in our team defense, we're, we're more mental. Right. One of the, one of the things I learned a, a few years ago and it just made sense is, you know, you don't think about it like their scout team for a reason. Um, mm-hmm. so you can't really expect, you know, if they were that good, they'd be the starters. Uh, yeah, correct. You know, so, correct. um, and the other thing that, that coach Mick like talks about, you know, with, cause he's, he's over there with the offense, the scout offense as well, usually, um, that hurts the development of those guys, you know, yeah. for, for the next level. I mean, right. if you're, you know, if you have a scout team center that needs that's those those works to get the the, the snap back, and he yeah. can't because the nose tackle's blowing him up every play. It doesn't do anybody any good, right? So it's you know, and obviously JV helps with that too. But but you know, it's as many reps for those guys as we can get that helps. So let's let's talk about your scheme. Um, there's mm-hmm. a lot of talk about uh, you know two man and three man and four man, whatever whatever you are. What's what do you consider your base scheme or how do you classify your defense? If somebody were to ask you, what kind of, what kind of scheme, you know, are you three man? Go ahead. Sure. Um, our base is 
basically it's a three, three stack. Um, so, you know, nose two ends and then a middle linebacker and then the two outside backers and then two corners. We don't play with a safety hardly ever. I think in the, in the six years that I've, that we've been an eight man, I think I've had maybe 15 plays with a safety. Um, we just, we just don't, we just don't use it because I think that takes, it takes an extra guy away from stopping the run. Right. And again, we're, we're all about stopping the run. I know uh, there's a lot of teams in, and again, I'm not sure how it goes in Iowa. A lot of teams in Wisconsin play with that safety or they'll play with it's It's know, starting two, to catch two, on uh, two zone. Yeah. And we're, and we're man, we're a hundred, about a hundred percent, man. I think there's yeah. maybe one or two formations where we'll automatically check into a zone, but it's very rare. So we, we play man. And again, we've, we've been fortunate to have, you know, the athletes that can, that can play right one-on-one coverage for the most part. We've had a couple of, couple of times where we've been pretty mismatched and teams have taken advantage of it, but that's, you know, that's the hill we're going to die on if, if, yep. you know, if it comes to it. So, um, but yeah, we're basically a three, three, uh, three, three defense. Okay. Um, we will do a couple of things um, that are like automatic adjustments. Um, if we see a formation where there's a tight end and nothing to the outside, we'll flip our outside linebacker in our corner. So our corner is head up on the tight end and the outside linebacker is to the outside, basically playing contained. Okay. Because um, our def- our defensive ends are in B gap most of the time. Okay. Uh, we don't we don't contain with our defensive ends, and again, that's got more to do with we're going to stop that run. Um, we're going to let our corners and our outside linebackers work on the contain, um, and that puts our corners in better position to man cover a tight end. Also, yeah. Absolutely. Like that. So what, theoretically, we've got our better tacklers up closer to the line of scrimmage, and we got our better cover guys in better position to do that. So, um, it's it's the way we found that keeps our our basic rules kind of, you know kind of more in play all the time so we don't got to change too much yeah that's a nice little tidbit right there i just uh we the t- well there's a team in our district they kind of do that um okay. and uh, it looks like a three one almost right they got a mic and then their outside yes. linebackers are outside um, yeah they're we players both one by two offline yeah it's uh and it's a it's a real bugger um, yeah you know <laughs> you're like oh that b gaps there well the dn's there yeah it's a it's mm-hmm. a real bugger so because um, the reason we started doing it is we ran into a team that ran double tight eye and we just ran that lead 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 well yep you know we we figured let's let's put our ends in the in the b gap and stop that lead and make them bounce it to the outside and it ended up ended up working very well so we've kind of stuck with that for the last i don't know four or five years something like that we didn't do that originally yep um so let's uh let's just talk a little bit about each level what, what they're responsible for you kind of hit on that um you said you don't contain with your d line um right. you know and the one game i can't remember what game it was um was it your state championship game? It was the, uh, oh, you were playing a, not, you sent me, not Mac, McDonald. It must have been Siren or Siren? Siren. Oh, uh, Siren. Siren. Yeah. yeah, that was the, that was a semifinal game. Um, And, and it seemed you blitzed a, a lot. Um, I guess it blitz a lot to me. We don't see a ton out of run for Yeah. We see them against empty. We see a lot. Um, it, it Was that a game plan thing or is that kind of some of the stuff you do quite a bit? That particular one was a game plan thing. Okay. Um, we had we had seen and actually we we did something kind of similar. We had something planned kind of similar for the state championship game, but we never we didn't see the look that we were kind of expecting a little bit okay. more of that much. So we didn't really do it. Um, and actually, to be honest with you, we we started off. The plan was to. At first, the plan was to have a kid come on pretty much every play, but we ended up uh, kind of calling that off at some point. And and as as the game went on. Um, we were able to get enough pressure with our, with our front three to, to, to be able to keep us back. And, and some of those crossing routes they ran, we had a guy in the middle to be able to help out with that as opposed to not have anybody there if we were blitzing. So we, you know, as like a general rule, I don't, we don't blitz a ton. 
Okay. Um, if we do, it's it's normally part of a game plan. If like gotcha. if we. Uh, for instance, our, our the team we played in our third game this past year were, were uh, more of a spread team. They passed a lot, um, didn't run the ball a ton. We put about seven or eight blitz packages in different looks to try to to try to get them something they hadn't seen yet and get a little bit more pressure yep. on the kid. Um, and you know we ran a blitz probably eighty five percent of the game, and some of it was a you know we drop a we drop an end off or we we drop both ends and send them in a linebacker or something just to give them different looks yeah. you know and but just to make sure everything is still sound fundamentally where we're not leaving anything wide open you know uh that's kind of the key we're not we're not we're not going to blitz just to just to blitz the sake there's got to be right. a rhyme and a reason for it right um but actually i think you said that you see a lot of blitzes when you when you when you're in empty formation we really don't like blitzing out of, into the empty formation uh just because what, what's happened to us when we've done that is you send you know you send the middle linebacker and the quarterback steps up and he's got a huge field in front of him because we're in man and everybody's got, you know, right. everybody's looking at the quarterback then. So we don't, we try and we, we, I don't want to call it a spy, but we kind of keep the middle linebacker right. eyeing the quarterback and yep. that's his responsibility. He's not spying per se, but he's, he's, he's on him. Right. Yep. That makes sense. Um, and you kind of hit, I, I was going to ask you about each level, but you kind of hit on all of that. Is your nose gap, is your nose guard a two gapper? No, our nose our nose guard um, in our base is going to go to the strong A, and our middle linebacker's got the weak A. Gotcha. Um, we do have a couple of calls where we'll flip it to a weak call, which is the the nose goes to the weak A, and the and that's yep. and that's dependent formation dependent. And there's a couple yep. of formations where we see where we don't want them on the strong side; we want them on that weak side to make that side more solid and more sound. Do you um, uh, do you shade him, or is he in a zero? Um, I prefer to keep him in a zero. Yeah, uh, we've yep. we've had. Um, a few years ago, we had a nose tackle that didn't move very well, so we shaded him. Um, but we've been able to have guys who were able to not necessarily be real quick, but move decently well that could get hands on and then move to their gap. Um, and that's that's what we ideally want to do. Um, this year, depending on who our nose is this coming year, we might shade a little bit more, right? Um, just because we don't we we don't have a kid that's really a natural nose tackle for us i think so we might be different this year all right let's uh we're gonna switch gears just a little bit um sure. i mean we're just gonna stay on the defensive side of the ball but um let's talk tackling um mm -hmm. you know there's all types of tackling rugby tackle the seahawk tackle just flat out old school put your head in front um we have a kid that's going to go to the university of iowa and they talk about tackling you put your face mask in their chest um you know we can't teach that at the high school level right, um, right but but um how do you teach tackling and then can you give us like one or two like everyday drills that would be transferable to our listeners sure um i don't know if we necessarily have a, a, a term to define our tackling um and this this might sound a little off but we don't i don't necessarily care where your head goes as long as it's right. up and it's not you know, it's not being used in the tackle. Right. That's, that's all I care about. If, if you're, you know, if you think you're better off tackling with your head in front, fine. If you're tackling with your head behind, fine. I, I honestly, cause you, you know, one of the things I learned, you know, from doing this for a long time is you can, you can try to teach where to put your head, but when it comes to it in a game, right. You know, it's moving so fast. The kid's not going to, you know, right. Try to, you know, well, try to reposition and, himself to get his head. In yeah. Place. And tackling so unnatural for a lot of kids. Um, it really you know, is. Yeah. Out of eight kids, you maybe have two that really love contact. You know what I mm -hmm. mean? And so mm -hmm. 
getting them to the ball, I think is more important almost than I agree. You can't be a stickler yeah. on the head. I mean, I played free safety. I was as, I was as free safety as it was. Right. Like, right. Um, I'm going to get there and, and I'm going to hold on till my teammates get there. Um, mm-hmm. You know, but it's just one of those things. I, I agree with that. Let's not, that's not like the big bone of contention for us either. Right. Uh, and the things that we really focus on is number one, getting a good wrap, make okay. sure you're nice and low, make sure you got the thighs, make sure you're, you're gripped on real good. Um, you look at most of our missed tackles. It's, it's not, you know, it's, it's cause we're too high. We're trying to grab around shoulder pads, trying to grab yeah. arms and stuff like that. That's, that's where we miss most of our tackles. And that comes from not being in, in good position. Um, so we, we really preach, make sure you get low, get around those, get around those thighs, not even, not even at the waist, get down around those thighs and wrap up there. Um, and then number two is, is keeping those feet moving on contact. Don't, don't grab and let them drag you, keep those feet moving and, and be the aggressor when you hit, those are kind of the two big things we, we really focus on during, uh, during tackling, but obviously again, keeping the head up, you know, back straight feet wide apart, you know, shoulder width apart, that kind of thing. You, you teach all that, but right. when it comes down to it, I think those are the two biggest things that, that really make or break a tackle. Uh, do you guys tackle every day? Um, Live not tackling to, not no. to the ground. No, but no. like you do some type yes. of. Yes. Yeah. Um, so when we, when we have our, our, our pre preseason, I guess you can call it the, the two a days or whatever they're called mm-hmm. now. Um, coming out of their break, we do kind of a group tackling thing or a group pursuit. It used to be a pursuit drill, but now it's more tackling. Um, and we, and we throw some conditioning type stuff in there. We do one of those every day. And then when we do our small groups, our individuals, we, we do at least two tackling drills during each small group. Um, uh, as far as, you know, we don't, and we don't really necessarily do anything. I think that's, that's like innovative or anything like that it's right we're taught we're working on getting angles we'll have a, a, a we call it the diamond drill and it's you send kids two lines of kids uh 10 yards apart from each other facing each other put a cone at five yards at about a 45 degree angle and first guy runs to the cone and you wrap up second guy runs to the other cone and you wrap up and it's a rapid fire one so you get a lot of reps in and you're working on getting the correct angle and, and the low wrap and the head up you know the head up and in something like that, we, we prefer to have the head on the, on the ball, on the ball carrier right. on the outside. But again, that's, right. know, that's not our biggest coaching point. Um, so that's one that we do. I do that two times a week during the season with our, with our small group, just cause I like the number of reps you can get with it. Yep. Um, do it to, and then do it to each side, probably get each guy probably gets three or four reps during each session. Okay. Um, I also like, we do a, we do a lot of vice drill work um, where you have guys converging you have two lines uh, next to each other about, you know, five, six yards apart. And then a guy about 10 yards away in the middle of them, they converge on them. Um, first guy there wraps up. Second guy goes for the strip. Yep. Um, so, you know, and make, make sure you get the wrap first and then the strip. Um, we have one where we'll do that. And instead of converging on them, the running back will cut left or right. And then they have to adjust their angles and the outside guy, you know, has to make the good tackle. And then the, the guy on the ball side makes the, makes the strip. Um, we have one where they'll converge and then it's, it's like a mirror drill almost. Um, and then on the whistle, they, they converge. And, and again, it's one guy's a tackler, one guy's the, the stripper. So, uh, I, we like doing those and kind of throwing a little bit of, uh, you know, just change them up a little bit, the, the yep. style and, and how yep. we attack them and that kind of thing. Um, I also like, there's a couple of angle drills we do where it's, um, um, you put four cones, maybe two yards apart, uh, a line of linebackers and a line of ball carriers and you give the ball carrier a number so one two three or four he runs to the outside of that cone 
and the linebacker has to sh- has to take their steps forward downhill, shuffle across downhill, and make the tackle at the cone. Try to yep. beat the ball carrier to that cone. Um, the, the major coach wanted that is don't guess. Read read the read where the ball carrier is going. Don't try to jump it inside if you think he's going to that first cone because you know you're gonna you're right. gonna miss and he's gonna go to the second one. Um, and then we'll also do one where we have it's the same thing, but there's two lines of linebackers. The first guy aims for the outside, makes him cut back in. The second guy's got the cutback tackle. Okay. Yeah. So stuff like, like that. A lot, yeah. a lot of, a lot of jewels like that. A lot of, uh, decision game. I mean, game like tackles. I mean, that you're correct. Do so correct. That's, you have to got to think on the fly a little bit. You know? Yeah. I mean, and that's, that's what you want is applicable. You know, I think, I think that's a really the big change that's been made here in the last couple of years of coaching football is we've gotten away from the drills that we as coaches did as players um, because mm-hmm. that's what we knew. And we're, we're all getting a little bit smarter <laughs> and, and making yeah. a more applicable drills. Right. Um, so the next, next thing I want to talk about here um, is takeaways. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously your, you, your team's very good at it. Do you do like takeaway circuit, um, you know, or something along those lines? Um, obviously you preach it, but you obviously have to be good at it too. So um, what yeah. are some things there that we can do? So um, we've, we've done takeaway circuit before um, kind of in that's time where we, we do the, the, the tackle circuit kind of thing during the, during the two a days. Um, but the thing that we really, that I tell all the, the position guys, you know, the D line coach, the DB coach and myself with the linebackers is um, I want a, a, some sort of a takeaway drill in every small group session we have. Doesn't gotcha. necessarily have to be every drill, but at least one. And it doesn't have to be a whole separate drill. It can be just a part of it. Like I said, when we do that vice drill, our linebackers are going for the strip. Um, it can be with the D backs as simple as just making an interception, going up and high pointing the ball. If you look at our interceptions okay. this year, we did a lot of high pointing. And, and that's one thing that stuck out to me. And our D-backs coach, uh, Coach Ackerman, does a great job with those guys making them, making sure they got to go up and get that thing instead of just kind of, you know, half half lazy reaching up for it. Um, our D-linemen, you know, if they if working on, you know, strip sack or, or scoop and mm-hmm. score or whatever the case is, just some some semblance of a, of a takeaway in, in each session um, just to pound it into, our, into their heads that, yeah, this is what we want. Um I think one of the other things that I, that really helped us too, is I, I, during the COVID year, I did a, um, I was on a, a video call um, with a, with a guy from Assumption University in, in Massachusetts. He was a defensive okay. coordinator out there. Woody, Woody Blevins is his name. Um, and he did his whole thing about takeaways. And he said, it's important you talk of it as a takeaway, not a turnover, a takeaway. Cause it's that aggressive mindset that goes in with yeah. those guys that, Hey, I'm taking the damn ball away from, from you. I'm not waiting for something to happen. Um, so we, we make sure we call them takeaways and we make sure that we really pound that in, that it's, 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 it's kind of cliche to call it a culture, but it's a culture. You, you yep. treat it like a culture really. Yep. Um, and then I go back and I look at every takeaway that we have and say during a game and say, why did it happen? What did we do? Right. You know, did we, you know, and it, it, it can come from everything. You know uh, we had a couple um, the the McDonald game I sent you um, they ran up. They like to run a bootleg pass and we yep. made sure, Hey, we got to keep that guy in the pocket and get pressure on him because once you get pressure on him, he gets a little, he gets a little antsy and you saw a couple of times where he threw balls up when he was trying to roll yep. out. Cause we, we did a good job of keeping him in the pocket. So, you know, it, it gets little things like that, making sure we're covering the correct man, making sure, um, you know, we're not, we're not giving too much of a cushion. Um, we were very fortunate. Our, our corner number 10 on, on the film uh, had 11 picks this year. He led the state of Wisconsin in interceptions and it was, it was aggressive with him. He, he, he took that takeaway thing to, to heart and, and uh, you know, he's, he, 
I would like our guys to make sure they watched him and saw how he handled all that stuff and how he approached it because he was he really embodied it. Yeah, eleven picks that that you're living the yeah. life there. So yeah, I'm a Hawkeye fan because I'm from Iowa, and I mean I love watching their defense. Right, they call themselves the yeah. Doughboys, and uh, they don't drop the money. And it sounds like that kid never dropped a bag. So that's good. Yeah, yeah. I know we're we're familiar with your with your defense up here. They they took it to us Badgers this year, kind of didn't. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, never a good one against in, Iowa. First time in a long time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, coach. Um, so just one, you know, um, we'd talk a little bit about after those takeaways, right? You preach it in practice. Your kids, like you said, have been doing a great job. Um, you had 42 of the darn things. Um, and, and so a lot of sudden changes um, this season for you. Um, so how does your offense, um, and, and we were kind of kidding off air, obviously it's the same kids, you know, or most yeah. close to it, but how does a turnover affect your kids on offense? Are you know, are you looking for the knockout, you you know, those kind of things. Um, but talk a little bit about how the defense feeds your offense. Obviously, you get good field position, but, you know, just sure. the mentality and, and all those kind of things. Well, I think, yeah, I mean, you said it. There are, it's it's basically the same kids. This year was, is, you know, was a little bit – we had a little bit more flexibility, but but not a ton. Um, it, but, yeah, it's it, it gets everybody excited and, and – you know, like I said before, the the less our defense is on the field, the better because our offense can can you know get to work. And and you know, I should I would be remiss if I didn't say that our, our offense has been since we started eight man. I think our offense has been fantastic as well. We've I I don't know what kind of numbers we've averaged, but we put up good points, and we've got kids that you know put up some good numbers and and really can move the ball. And and uh, you know, we have the, the uh, going back a few years, we have the 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 all-time leader in passing yards and passing touchdowns for Wisconsin eight man um, from, from our first three years, actually. Yeah. So our, we had a very, very, very good offense, passing offense. And then um, actually our quarterback's younger brother was our starting running back the last four years. Um, and he is, I think he's like the fourth or fifth leading rusher all time in, in eight man. Yeah. Um, and he, he ended up, he probably would be a little bit higher. He ended up missing his uh, most of his junior year towards ACL in the third game of the year that year, last year. So um so we've had some very talented kids on offense that really can, can make plays and, and can put the ball in the end zone. And, and yeah, like I said, the more I can let coach Micklick call plays and do what he does out there, you know, some, it's, it's great to just kind of stand and watch him do right. what he does. Cause he's, I mean, the guys, the guys six steps ahead of everybody. It seems like, um, yep. you know, you watch him, you watch him call these plays and, and he, he's like, what is he doing? Oh, okay. I get it now, yeah. <laughs> you know? And it's, it's, it, he's great. And he's really, he's really took this eight man and run with it and made it, made the offense his, his baby. And, and he's got as good a grip on that as anybody I've ever seen do an offense. And so, you know, so it, just getting the ball back to those guys is, is, you know, key for us. And like you said, it's takeaways and then the, the third and fourth down conversions, you know, yeah. that's why we stress that stuff so bad is to get those guys in the position to make, you know, make plays and get points on the board. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, and, and like I said, watching your film, I, th I was impressed with your offense. Your quarterback, who was a really nice athlete, I think went number mm -hmm. 10, I think. Yep, um, yep. And, and you know, your trap game is very – your poles and, and your kids mm – -hmm. I mean, you could you could also use relentless aggression as your offense too. I mean, mm -hmm. they play they play offense like you guys play defense. And there's a reason you guys are, you know, state champions. I mean, they, you can tell that just you guys had it, had it all – everything clicking at one time. It was, those were some fun games to watch. I'm, I'm sure it wasn't for the opponents, uh, but it was as, <laughs> as a football fan watching you guys, it was, it was good for you. Good for me. I enjoyed it, but uh, yeah. Yeah. 
So let's talk about you as a coach and as a person. What's your main thing? Um, we'll start as a coach, right? So what's your main thing as a coach? And then how do you try and keep that your main thing? I think as a coach, it's, it's you know, make sure you're real. You know, make sure you are yourself, that you're living, you know, the stuff that you talk about, the stuff that you preach. And, and you know, because if you're not doing it too, it, it doesn't really mean anything, you know, because kids are, kids are smart enough to see through kind of the BS, I think. Yep. Um, so, you, you know, if you, you preach that stuff and really I've, I think, you know, the last, especially for myself on a personal level, the last, you know, probably seven, eight years or so, um, it, it started to hit me that maybe I wasn't doing enough of that earlier on. Um, and you know, I've, I've come a long way in my, in my personal life, in my you know professional life outside of football. And, and, uh, I feel like I can owe it to that and owe it from things I took from, you know, coach Stephen Hay and coach Micklig and, and able to develop myself as a person and being yeah. able to look at yourself and say, this is what I'm doing. Well, this is what I'm not doing so well. How am I going to fix it? Um, it's the same thing in football. You got to be able to look at that stuff. And, and I think owning up to it as, as on a personal level is, is really, really key. So um, I think, I think, like I said, be real and, and be able to take criticism of yourself and, and run with it. And, and, you know, always, always looking to get better at stuff. Yeah. Um, I, there's I, a, I, I don't know who originally said it. There's a quote that I love. It's, it's the one I read it from was from a, a guy who wrote for the, he was a Packer um, website writer. Vic Ketchman was his name. His quote that I, that I love was when you say no to opportunity, you say no to growth and you never say no to growth. So right. I think that's, that's kind of one of the things you look at on a personal level and, and, you know, opportunities in, in football are, you know, you, you don't always get them, but when you do get right. them, you got to take advantage of them. Right. No, that's it. I love that quote. That's good. And, and just be real. That's, that's yep. kids. Like you said, kids can spot a fake a mile away. Um, oh yeah. And, and unfortunately we, I think, you know, they see it in, they see a lot of it in school. I think they see a lot uh -huh. of it, you know, from just all around them and they know they're not, they're, they're, they're not stupid. They know what's real and what's right. not. And, and I, I think when they do spot reality, I think they can, they can, there's respect for that. I, I think. And, yeah, absolutely. I like to I think always, I have that. Yeah. I always find it hard when you give a kid a compliment, they're always looking for the, but at the end of right. it, you know, right. and it's no, man, you just did a nice job there. Like, that's mm -hmm. all I'm saying. There's no, but you just, yep. you know, cause I don't think, I don't think they hear genuine compliments very often. And I think when they hear a compliment, they always think somebody's being snarky or sarcastic to them. Right. Um, or, you know, so, 20 minutes later, it's going to be in a Snapchat group that, Hey, guess what? I said, yeah, right, right. and, and I think that be real, that's, that's more powerful than I think you, you, you know, you might think it is, but mm -hmm. um, that's a great piece of advice. And so let's talk about uh, your, your team. You, you lead the defense. Um, yep. You know, we've talked about tackling. We talked about all those things, but when it comes down to it, what's the main thing for your defense? And then how do you keep that the main thing all year? And you don't go, well, I saw this on Saturday or I saw this, you right. know, and, those right. kind of things. So how do you keep that the main thing year in, year out, week in, week out? Um, you know, just how do you stay the course? You know, one of the one of the things that I took from Coach Stephanie in the year that he coached with us that that stuck with me then. And, you know, this is 12 years, 11 years, whatever it was ago. Um, he used the word sound a ton. Like okay. when we looked at at how we drew up a defense, he'd say, well, that one's I don't coach. A, that, that's not real sound the way you've got that guy lined up. You know, that's not real sound the way you're covering that. And, and I think being sound defensively is, is what we're looking for. And it doesn't have, not just defensively making sure it's, it's, you know, teaching fundamentals on both sides of the ball. Are we teaching the stuff correctly? Um, you know, are we teaching yeah. stuff that actually matters? 
you know, because I think I, I see, you know, I see a lot of stuff that gets taught that I, maybe isn't necessarily terribly important. Right. Um, you know, fundamental wise, I'm talking, you know, and, and, and make sure we're focusing on the correct stuff and make sure we're not putting ourselves at a disadvantage. Um, making sure we're sound schematically. When we draw something up, we don't want to give, you know, you, there's a saying, you're always going to give something up on defense. And that might be true, but right. I want to make it difficult for our opponent to find that because, you know, right. I want it to be, right. I want us to be as sound as we possibly can. Um, you know, and then again, as, as far as, you know, just being good people and having that, that positive attitude and, and, you know, um, the, you know, that aggressive mindset and that kind of thing, just being, just being completely sound and consistently yeah. sound is, is I think what we look for defensively, offensively, it's the same thing. And, and I think that's, that's, if I had to use one word to describe us, that's, that's the word I'd use. And I, and I, I'm not sure if I'm describing it or, you know, explaining it yeah. very no, well, I, but that's, that's kind of the word I like to use. Yeah. I I've never heard, um, we've never had anybody say that. And okay. when you, when you say that and when you use it as an adjective, right. And it, it kind of fits, uh, everywhere, right. Be yep. sound in your defensive fundamentals, be sound in your yep. scheme, be sound on as a person, right. Like yep. that's a, it's a great adjective. I've never heard that used. I mean, I've heard you got to be sound here. Like I've heard it in football, right, but right, right. as a team description, that's, that's awesome coach. I really appreciate that, and, that uh, and, description of that. Yeah. And like I said, that's something that I took from, you know, we heard from coach Steph and, in 2011, I think, you know, it got to the point where it's like, oh, yeah, sound. All right. But once you realize what he's talking about, once right. you realize what he meant, then, okay, now I understand why he kept pounding on that and kept pounding yeah. on that. And, you know, he, and it was the same when I, when I was, you know, when I was in high school playing for him, it was, we heard that. And maybe you don't necessarily know what it means, but you get right. the general idea of it. And I think that's important to keep, keep with you all the time. Yeah, absolutely. I, I love that. That's something we're going to have a little discussion at. We, we got weights in the morning tomorrow. So mm-hmm. we're going to have a little talk about, do you guys even sound. know what it means to be sound? That's sound in the weight room. My, yeah. Yeah. Make sure, you're, you're, make sure you're there when you need to be there and you're doing the right stuff in there. You're yeah. focused on the correct stuff. Yeah. I love absolutely. that. My wife, my wife runs a t-shirt uh, company. We might print the shirts this weekend. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> love to see one of those. Make sure yeah. you model it. Get yeah. You know what? We might, if we get one, we'll, we'll, I'll have to get your address. We'll send it out to you. Yeah. I'd love that. That'd be great. I, I won't make it black and gold. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So last thing here, a um, couple ways, how can coaches maybe reach out to you, continue this conversation, stay in touch, um, sure. you know, just kind of, how can they can connect with you? Um, so email is probably the easiest way to get a hold of me. Um, my email is uh, carlthorpe55 at hotmail.com. Uh, K A R L T H O R P E 55 at hotmail.com. Um, I am on Twitter. I don't tweet a ton. Um, I, I kind of, I'm more of a, of a watcher and, um, you know, it's the changes they've made to it lately has made that a little bit more difficult, I think. Right. Um, but I, I, I do still, I mean, if I get a message on Twitter, I will respond and it's at uh, Carl Thorpe five, five. Okay. And same spelling. Um, those are those are the two best ways to get a hold of me. And, and I'm definitely willing to, to share whatever I can. I mean, we're, you know, we talked about it before there's coaches that have helped me out and, and I'm fortunate enough now where I'm, you know, maybe I'm in the position to, to, help about a younger coach who's kind of just getting started and, and, you know, maybe somebody's just transitioning to eight man or whatever the case is. I'm, we're not trying to hide anything. We're not trying to, to be secretive or anything. So um, I'm definitely willing to, to talk about anything or share anything I can to help everybody else out. 
Well, coach, I tell you what, like uh, I was telling you off air, I've been an offensive guy my entire life, and I just like geeked out on this defensive podcast. I, I absolutely yeah, it was, loved it. Uh, it I was fun. I loved job. Yeah, uh, and I learned a ton. I got a full page of notes and and everything. I just I, I really enjoyed uh, listening to you talk defense, and um, you know, I, I I appreciate you reaching out to me to get onto the podcast. I'd, I'd said something out about wanting to talk to state champs, and you yeah. answered the call, so I appreciate that. And Man, watching that state championship in the snow, I tell you what, that was, that's that's wild. Yeah, that, that snow was that's it was unexpected, but it was it was a lot of fun. Um, yeah. you know, we we didn't expect it, and I mean, we had our we had our shorts on yet in the in the snow. And that's, <laughs> yeah. I think to be honest, I think there's only there's only one game we've coached in the twenty some years where we didn't have shorts on. That's just oh it's, really? It's not a it's not a macho thing. It's just that's just that's right. What we do, you know. Yeah, I would and, have worn uh, coveralls and a stocking cap and two gloves. I think and, I think I think most people do. And to be right. honest with you, I don't. I'm not cold during those games. It's it's because your your mind is in it. And right, I'm cold before the game and I'm cold. <laughs> after the game. But during right, the game, right. I, don't, I don't feel it. I guess. But oh man. Um, but yeah, I thanks for thanks for having me on here. And actually, yeah. Yeah, I want to thank you too for doing this. I think when we first started getting into the eight man thing six years ago, I I spent a lot of time looking for looking for stuff and there wasn't a lot out there, you know, yeah. and, and having, having you do this podcast is great. Cause I've, I've heard a number of different coaches you've had on there and um, taking stuff that other guys have said. And, you know, I was, uh, I was fortunate enough. I, I met uh, uh, coach Osterman at the, at the Iowa clinic that we spoke at a couple of weeks ago and, and yep. he was, he was great. And his, you know, his presentation was really great. And um, I'm sure coach Mickley saw like, they run a similar offense, but actually their defense is pretty similar too. It looks like. So, yep. I think we, we might take a couple things from them and, and uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully, like I said, somebody gets something positive out of mine and, and it's a great, it's a great resource for people. And, and I think I said, I just want to thank you for, for taking the time to do this. It's, it's well, awesome. Yeah. I appreciate that. Uh, it all started in COVID going for those walks by myself. I was listening to eight man Academy. Um, and those guys kind of yeah. disappeared. They took other jobs and um, I was mm-hmm. like, you know what? I love to football and I love to talk. So there we go. I'm, That's I'm in, perfect I'm, match. So, right. Right. But, well, I appreciate the kind words, and uh, I appreciate you taking the time to be on tonight. And um, good luck the rest of the way, and I, I look forward to staying in touch with you. All right. Thanks a lot, Coach. I really appreciate it. Thank you. That's it for this episode of the Be Great 8-Man Football Coaches Podcast. Hopefully you got at least 1% better from listening to this episode. Please share the podcast and leave a review if you enjoyed the content and learned something from it. You can follow us on Twitter at BEGR8FCP. That's at BEGREATFCP. Or send us an email at begreatfcp at gmail.com. That's B-E-G-R-8-F-C-P, the number eight on both of those. Remember to keep the main thing the main thing and to be great.